This is season number five. Welcome back, everybody, to Pair of Kings, where we are bringing you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned. My name is John Hogaboom. You can find me on Instagram at John Hogaboom. And today I am joined by not one, but two other people in the podcast studio. One spectacular mustache, one slightly less spectacular mustache. We'll start with the slightly less spectacular, my lovely co-host. That was a mean introduction. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not currently attempting to grow. Oh, so you got to be swinging for the fences if you're going to match with our fair. guest. That's true, but I don't know. What if we introduced ourselves as like the third best podcast? I couldn't even name two other podcasts. Neither could I. I exactly. didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we were the only one. You could find me on Instagram at Saul Thompson. Hi, Saul. How are you? I'm doing well. Can't can't complain too much. Uh, Had a extremely busy day. Um, One of those days that I just wanted to kind of curl into a ball. Hmm. Um, Got a grade back for a big lab report. um, And I had gotten a one out of five. Uh, It counted for 10% of my grade. And I emailed the professor and basically begged them and then they looked back at the exam realized that or the lab report realized they graded it wrong and they gave me my proper grade which was a two out of five yeah yeah nice so i'm balling there you go well that's i'm glad you got it fixed that i'm sure Dude, it was very stressful i really do not like this class and i have a midterm on friday that i'm not going to do well on wow i don't miss college neither do i Saul, would you like to introduce our guest? Absolutely. So our guest has worked with a multitude of people. Kirby Jean Raymond, um, who has uh, founded Pierre Moss, Zimon Lee, Maison Margiela, um, so on and so forth. They, he works at Reebok, um, basically revitalizing the brand. Probably can't take full credit for it, but he's definitely making it a whole lot cooler. We have none other than Evan Belforti on the pod today. What's up, guys? Welcome, Evan. Uh, yeah, happy to be here. Um, sorry to hear about your uh, grading situation, obviously. All good. So what if you asked him to regrade it and he was like, no, you just got that one out of five? I don't know. The, the class is super part of my French, but fucked. Um, I, I looked at the like median grade for the lab report, or sorry, for our, our written lab report, which was another one. The average grade was a 70.8. Ooh. Just- Are they scaled? No, they're not curved. Damn. Gosh. Just absolutely horrendous. What's, what class is it, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, intro Ecology. It might be all the people that didn't have the courage to reach out about their one out of fives, though. That's possible. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the it's professor just wants you to, to reach out and, like, argue it. That was yeah. the test. It's like the, uh, it's like the ethics test where they secretly give you the answers. And then the test is giving them back the answers and, and telling them, you know what I mean? Did you guys ever hear about the, the, the fake ACT account on Reddit where they like gave out all the answers and caught a bunch of people cheating? Yo, Did you not hear about operation this? Reddit. Literally. That's like a good a, idea. But like, it was ridiculous. Major oh. narc. It was like dragon time. One, two, three was the fake account. 
and then they caught a ton of people cheating so on the ACT. So it was like put together or by Or maybe the, it was the PSAT. Was it put together by the staff of the yeah, test? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. It seems yeah. like it would take a long time and a lot of effort to like scam these kids. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially I don't know. if it's all wrong, like you could if the kid was paying attention like, yo, these are the wrong answers. Yeah. Also, I mean, at what age do you not still realize the SATs don't really matter that much? Like, I feel like you got to be a grown up and you got to be like, well, well, it's kind of yeah. after the fact, like I already made it through, so they don't matter as much anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Looking back. Yeah. They probably mattered to me more when I, well, I don't know. What did you get on the SAT? What did I get? Yeah. Uh, Big question. I, my scale was on 2400 because I know it's switched. Back. Oh, so you took the SAT? SAT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I took the ACT. So that's. Oh, I never took the ACT. Okay. I just did SAT. Okay. And I think I got like, I think like high 18s or something. Nice. Damn. Crazy. Maybe certifiably smart. I don't know. Nothing, nothing ridiculous. Was that the first line in your resume to Reebok? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> It was like, I don't, I got anywhere between these and this and this score on my SATs. Please hire me. Please hire um, me. I like shoes also. Please hire me. Yeah. Shoes are okay. Here are my vague SAT scores. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Before we, we get too far into it, I have the most genius marketing campaign of all time and you work with Reebok and it's a mm-hmm. Reebok campaign. Oh man. Right. The amount of pitches I get on Instagram. This should be. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Let's go. You get Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Put him in a crazy pair of Reeboks. Okay. Right? It's a, this it's is a already happened. commercial. Yeah. All you have to the do diagnosis exists. is make a pun. Shaq in the box. Okay. I'm going to tell you what I tell everyone else who hits me up on Instagram. That's a great idea. I'm implementing it right away. That's not my job. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I don't... <laughs> you got to hit up someone else, man. Like I'm not. Okay. Go through the directory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll reach out to you if you're in that kind of spot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm giving out the free ideas. We're going to start adding Shaq Reebok in, in all of our posts and saying Evan told us to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess. Fair. <laughs> yeah. There, but. Now, Evan, we, we typically start these podcasts off with a fit check as we are a fashion podcast at the end of the day. Uh, and okay. uh, we'd love if you, if you took the lead on that. Okay. Uh, like, what am I wearing? What are you wearing? Kind of erotic. Um, I am wearing. Uh, That's a first. No one's ever said that. No one's uh, ever said not that at all. I'm wearing. Do I have to like show it to you, or do you you just? I'll want believe to- you. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I have this vintage Honda motorcycle sweater on. Oh, that's sick. Uh, it's from the '80s. Uh, one of my friends gave it to me. He runs a small, unreleased uh, vintage store that he needs to make happen already because all he's ever done is sold to his friends but it would do really well uh and then i have some uh some used alexander mcqueen pants that i got uh in japan actually Ooh. and then uh underneath this i have a plain t-shirt nice uh some reebok socks obviously nice uh, and I'm actually wearing shoes inside like a weirdo, um, but I'm wearing the Premier Road Moderns. Very nice. And I must yeah. say a shoe, don't want to be a big complainer. Saul's already put his uh, campaign in. I want to do another campaign. Make those in a size 13, please. 
the the premieres yeah yeah uh, yeah i've gotten that request quite a few times we actually we didn't even do half sizing because uh yeah well yeah honestly though the reason it doesn't exist is because we put as much money as possible like into this shoe to sell it at the price that we sell it at. like oh it's very fairly priced sizes yeah are like because it's actually worth like what you're paying for it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The, the construction looks beautiful, but my big feet cannot. Yeah. Enjoy them. You could squeeze into a 12. Maybe I could probably squeeze a 12. Just take the insole out. Yeah. Take the insole out. Maybe get like one of those old school shoe stretchers. Mm. Oh yeah. You ever seen those? I don't know how well they work on non leather shoes, but you could try it. We'll find out. Should Perhaps you should find I out. think if they're non-leather shoes, if you um put them in like uh it's the same thing with clothes, but like getting wrinkles out. But if you put them in the uh in the bathroom while you're showering and let them steam for a little bit, oh yeah, it'll soften up a little bit and you can yeah. stretch them. What yeah. colorway do you have on today? I have the all black uh nice. tangos. Nice, very cool. I like the mid tops that were up for pre-order a while ago. Yeah. Pretty exciting for those. Yeah, they're, they're well, can't talk about intro for that stuff. But uh, but yeah, we have some other colors coming for that and some some good stuff. You'll like Very it. Very cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, still no 13s. I don't think. <laughs> I hate to break your heart like that. That's um, okay. I'll, you know, the we'll tears, up, it's an no, audio we'll medium, so they won't get to see me cry. We'll yeah, make yeah. a weekend out of it. We'll just be stretching <laughs> shoes. For you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that sounds great. That's our second episode. <laughs> Shoe stretching. Solly boy, what have you got on today? Uh, should I go with what I was wearing all day or with what I'm wearing now? Your call. I'll go with what I was wearing today because I think it's better. I had a pair of um, the Fugazi loafers on. Nice. The two cent loafers. Uh, I had a pair of Tefkit pants on. Um, I I. Don't know why I'm blanking on it, John. What do you call it when the the pants go around your uh your hips rather than your waist? Low rise? No, like high rise. Hips are lower than a waist, though. Oh, I'm sorry, waist instead of hips. Okay, high rise. I'm struggling. Anyway, um, so I had those on. I had an undershirt, and then I had. I can't I remember this. Oh, I had a uh, Orla Bar brown shirt on um, that my girlfriend had got me for my birthday. Nice. Mm-hmm. Speaking of birthdays, Evan, did I see on your Instagram story that it was your birthday recently? It was my birthday yesterday. Yeah. How she belated. I appreciate that. Yeah. This, today was today was rough. I um, was a little hungover and had to wake up <laughs> at my usual time to start work. And Perfect day for a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, been battling all day, you know. What was last night? What did you do for your birthday? Anything super special? Uh, nothing crazy. Just uh, went out to dinner with uh, a few of my close friends and uh, did a little bar hopping after. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Do you have a favorite bar? Uh, no. Okay. I know that's like the 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 worst answer possible. I I just moved to uh, I just moved to Brooklyn, so I oh don't, cool. I don't think I know my area well enough. Okay. Uh, I can name bars I've been to, but I don't know that I have a favorite. Okay. 
Interesting. Have the TGI been, like, Fridays in Times Square. <laughs> have you ever been to Applebee's? Yeah. Yo, bottomless margaritas at Applebee's go absolutely insane. That's fair. That's episode two. We're stretching shoes and drinking bottomless margaritas. Yeah. Bottomless margs. You could put three people in the hospital for, I think it's like $7 or something. <laughs> one of the nights, dude, $21. The three of us are going, going crazy. Going wild. What's we'll, the we'll uh, Reebok medical insurance looking for like? For appetizer <laughs> and then rip margaritas. Let's Yo, go. I'm have hyped. you ever read one of my favorite uh, comedic uh, pieces of writing ever? is I think it was a woman who bet her editor that she could have, or her editor Oh, the mozzarella her, sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, her editor, I think, promised her a dollar per mozzarella sticks, past 20 mozzarella sticks. Um, and she spent all day in an Applebee's or a TGI Fridays eating bottomless mozzarella sticks. Mm-hmm. And the, like, the mental decline. It was a beautifully written right. piece. Oh, it's hysterical. But, like, you, she's she loses her mind essentially just mm-hmm. eating mozzarella sticks nonstop. The mozzarella. It's hysterical. She eats them for like nine hours straight. Yeah, she's there. And by the end of it, opens. Yeah. Until by the end of it, closes. they're like she had lifeless eyes. Like she like eyes. achieves enlightenment from she eating. She writes it in first for person, so it's yeah. like she's documenting it. Yeah, she's documenting it oh firsthand. It's a spectacular piece. Um, I feel like so it funny. would be better as a video. No, or you'd be distracted. I feel like that'd be ass. terrifying. Yeah, you just get to see the the decline of humanity right in front of you. It's <laughs> a lot of mozzarella. It's a lot of fried mozzarella. I mean, yeah. Shout out to our lactose intolerant individuals out there. Are you I, lactose intolerant, Evan? Am I? Yeah. No, I love mozzarella. Yeah, same. I stand with you though, Saul. I stand with as you. I sit down. <laughs> I think I think everyone's like a little bit lactose intolerant. Yeah, I don't think we're like supposed to. I try to go, try to to go light on it. I'm not eating like cheese. 50 mozzarella sticks. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. So I get that kind of not that great offer from my boss, right? Like a dollar. Yeah, I know. It's pretty. pretty I slim. think I think she got incentives. She also got like the day off of work and stuff. Yeah, like that. there was there was some attached, but I feel like the fallout. Like I'd have to take a like at least two PTO days after that. Oh, I mean, yeah. Better hope it was on a Friday, but then you like waste the weekend just writhing in your bed. Yeah. Do you think the reward was more the piece that she got to write about it? Like, do you think she was planning that? Uh, I think you definitely expect some shenanigans to come Mm -hmm. out of it, but I don't know. Like, I feel like there are some things worth doing for, oh, I did this to be funny. Yeah. Um, Yeah, And then there are some things that it's like, I'm going to eat, 55 mozzarella sticks and just be miserable for the very human. true very true yeah all right i'm gonna round out the fit checks so we can get right into it um fully pandering today i must say to our guest um i have a pair of reebok beatniks they are the collaboration from 2020 with brain dead uh one of my favorite shoes of 2020 in general i think it was expertly put together and a very comfortable shoe as well i must say um pair of supreme hain socks i'm full hype beast today i have a pair of carhartt double knees on um and a t-shirt it's like a cozumel scuba diving t-shirt i think it's from the 80s and then a vintage north face fleece and the jewelry that i always wear and that's what i've got going today um I like that collar on the, the on the North Face. Thank you. I got it on eBay for 17 bucks and I absolutely loved it. It's super um, stable. 
yeah, it's it's really like husky. I think it was a liner to like a parka. Oh. And then they pulled the liner and just wore it as a fleece and ended up selling it on eBay. But I love the color. It's like a really deep orange and then almost like a brown rather than a gray. Um, and it's it's like more of an interesting shape than the classic Denali. So I was digging it. Um, but with that being said, we're going to get right into things so we can learn a little bit more about Evan. Let's do it. Evan, first things first, how are you and what has quarantine been like for you? Oh man, quarantine. Um, I'm good. I, uh, like I said, I just moved to New York. Um, quarantine was a good, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, quarantine was, quarantine was a good opportunity to, uh, leave Boston and be able to stay at Reebok. Um, as of now, uh, I won't have to return to the office for another like three months and then I have to do like two days a week. So we'll figure that out when we get there. But, um, I think, uh, you know, I got a little complacent here and there, but I also got a lot done. Um, been doing a lot of like personal work and Reebok stuff. So yeah, overall it's been good. Um, feels good to, you know, I feel like I am escaping quarantine and escaping uh, Boston at the same time. Not that I have anything against Boston. I just, I've lived there my whole life and I was uh, ready to get out, you know. I'm in the party that Boston doesn't exist personally. I've never seen a photograph of someone like, Hey, I'm in Boston. You're a denier. I'm a denier of just the whole thing. Yeah. The Celtics are made up. First of all, they're not actually a team. Celtics are real. They just, they don't play in Boston because Boston's not a real place. They just don't have a home field. That court's like in a warehouse somewhere in New Jersey. (laughs) Yeah. I'm uh, it. It might not exist, actually. I, I mean, based on how quarantine was going, I might have been nowhere, you know? <laughs> little fever dream action. Yeah. Yeah. Even in a pod somewhere, like in a deprivation pod, like just. Is this a deprivation pod. podcast? Oh, boo. Yeah. Do you feel depraved? <laughs> I really do want to do a uh, sensory deprivation pod, but from what I've heard, they don't clean them out very often. Like it's the same water for everyone. How much are you uh, depriving your senses if you are constantly thinking about what is around yeah. you bacterially? Exactly. I've heard people have had very, very good experiences yeah. doing it, but I don't like being dirty. I, I don't know. I get weirded out if people hop in the bath and don't shower beforehand. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? Baths are just gross. I mean, yeah, baths just, in general are gross. Baths are in general are gross. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've taken a bath in probably 10 years. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Also bathtubs, like classic tall guy. I, I don't fit in them. Yeah, well. Nothing fits. Okay. But that's fair. Yeah, not into the baths. Hmm. Starting off strong with the questions today. Yeah. Absolutely. On bath talk folks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Evan, what are some of your favorite recent movies, TV shows, books, albums, things you've been i guess consuming uh not particularly in the fashion world oh man okay that's that's a broad one okay so let's just go down the list um hit us uh tv shows uh i've been watching my friends have been forcing me to watch succession recently and i'm not forced at this point you know i'm 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 an avid watcher now uh it's it's pretty good it's pretty well written yeah. 
Uh, I've been re-watching Maniac. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that show. It was on Netflix. Um, I watched it a while back. I felt like uh, the world and the lore and everything that was created in the show was uh, really brilliant. So I uh, started re-watching that. Um, music, I have been listening to a very wide variety of things. Um, there are a couple of rap artists I've been listening to. Uh, this guy, Z Loopers, he actually just painted me a painting. I commissioned Oh, no him. way. That's yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was cool. Um, I've been listening to uh, Nilifer Yanya has a new album coming out soon. I like her work a lot. I've been listening to her a lot. Uh, let's see. Who else? I feel like recently I haven't been doing much new stuff. I've been like recycling old older stuff i've been listening to a lot of bonnie bear and yeah you have a favorite bonnie bear song uh yeah but i don't know the name of it because it's from the album where everything is like six or yep uh probably creeks actually that's the only one with a normal name but it also is uh probably my favorite song on that album because uh the whole thing is like super sonically magical with only vocals yep. in a way that I think is really interesting. Um, and then movies. Um, let's see. What movies have I been watching recently? Uh, oh, I watched this crazy movie called Antrim. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Uh, it's like this horror movie and basically it sets up as like a mockumentary where they're like, uh, you've heard of like all these movies that you know people watch and then they die this is the actual one and they set it up as though if you watch this movie you're going to literally die and then it's like this weird I think I heard about that yeah Wait, what is it called Antrim is it on Netflix Antrim. yeah I don't I don't I think I rented it I think okay. I, had to, I had to toss out the money for it yeah yeah, yeah. Evan uh, found like I a dirty VHS yeah in, uh, yeah I found it in the middle in of the alleyway world. like from the ring yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah um and then and then i still haven't died but we'll we'll see okay um, we're rooting for you man appreciate it well i just turned 27 so if i die it would uh oh i could jerry age yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um what else have i been movie wise uh i've been ripping some classics honestly uh going through some of the paul thomas anderson movies like um like phantom thread i watched recently um for like the like third time or something um and uh i watched recently? uh rewatched full metal jacket i mean that's a oh cool banger um yeah that's uh that's kind of where i'm at movie wise oh and then in terms of just like general inter- interest uh for video games i don't know if you've heard let's talk the gamer talk yeah uh so i pull a lot of inspiration in my work from from video games um and uh the demon souls remake that came out for ps5 i've been kind of obsessively let's go um playing towards the end of my work night for like a couple hours and then going to bed at like a ridiculous time and not sleeping <laughs> and choosing demon souls over sleep uh, i'm a huge souls nerd so that's, okay. that's great to hear perfect yeah i'm pretty hyped for the new one yeah yeah oh yeah i'm uh you gotta pre-order it because you get some you get some bonuses oh. Oh, I did. Yeah, nice. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Glad to hear it. 
Um, but yeah, I think that's, uh, that's everything in terms of my consumption for right now. Yeah. Very cool. Solid media diet. Yeah. <laughs> Evan, we're going to get right into sneaker talk. Okay. When did you originally get into sneakers? Okay. So, um, I did industrial design, uh, at RISD and it's a very broad major and mm-hmm. going into it, I thought maybe I'd do automotive, uh, or maybe I'd do like a general design firm, something like that. And, uh, um, were cars something that you were interested in before, or was automotive just like part of the curriculum and you found yourself enjoying it? Uh, I was always into cars, like growing up. Uh, yeah, I was always into cool. cars. I think what happened along my journey is I, I started just falling in love with the idea of just like uh, problem solving with design and sure. moved kind of further away from the automotive. And then uh, I also just didn't gravitate towards other people that were interested in automotive design. Um, and I ended up gravitating towards people that were in apparel and sculpture and things like that. And I think that uh, definitely influenced where my head was at, but um, yeah, my senior year, I took a uh, footwear design course. Um, it was a really traditional course. Uh, it was like Chelsea boots and like leather shoes and like Oxfords and shit. Um, but uh, but I used it to, well, I learned how to build shoes by hand and then wow. I made my first pair of sneakers. And um, yeah, that was kind of, that was kind of it. I was like, oh, I, I, yeah, it was my senior year. I kind of like fell in love with it just from like holding a thing that I had made and just being like, oh, I can wear these and that's similar to automotive. And yeah. So you weren't like a lifetime sneakerhead? No, definitely not. I mean, it was also like, uh, I was actually, I was out to dinner with two of my friends yesterday. And I was like, you know, you guys, like you two, like were the ones that really got me thinking about footwear because they were such sneakerheads with my friends. Uh, <laughs> Hayden and Sarah, and they just kept buying Kobe nines for like the long, <laughs> like so many Kobe nines. And I those was are like, the high yeah, top ones, crazy. right? Yeah, the high top, the crazy one. They had a bunch of other shoes, but they just kept going back and forth buying Kobe nines with each other. Um, and I felt like that was like kind of like my entry into like being into sneakers. Um, I still wouldn't consider myself to this day a sneakerhead, but uh, but yeah, I I like I like designing sneakers yeah. for sure. You've seen how the sausage is made, so <laughs> yeah, can't fully commit. Exactly. <laughs> Magic is gone. <laughs> Magic is gone. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, that's that's how it started for me. I was definitely a late bloomer in the sneaker game, um, and uh, yeah. What sort of sneakers are in your current rotation? Like, what do you wear from the day to day? Like, are there ones that you'll bust out for a special occasion per se, or do you just kind of stick with the the tried and true classics? Um, well, so I started getting shoes for free. So like I wear those mostly, you know, so nice. I, I was going to ask of, about that. Yeah. I, I wear, I wear the ones that I designed just out of the fact that there's no monetary value to them for me. So that's perfect. Um, in terms of shoes that I didn't design that I pull out, uh, I have, I have the, uh, probably the most expensive pair of shoes I own actually, um, which I got used cause I don't think I would have bought them full price, but they are worth, well, they're sick, but, uh, the, uh, 
the 11 uh by boris bajorn severi the uh the bamba two. Oh, nice oh those are crazy yeah so i really like those they look good with cuff pants i mean they're pretty sweet um, yeah those are a great show pretty versatile uh what else oh if i'm feeling like really crazy i have the uh the ridge riders that raf simmons did with um with are those uh, the ones with the little circles on the side it's the one with like the valence cover that is from like the croc shoe oh Oh, i know the ones yeah yeah Yeah. and then it's almost like a shoe inside of a shoe Mm -hmm. um and actually i met him at like this conference and i and my friend like like coerced me into asking him to sign them uh i'm blaming my friend because but it was just like i was just being timid i I definitely wanted him to but uh yeah so they're they're signed by rap simmons that's (laughs) That's so sick but uh yeah i pull those i mean the colorway is absurd in like the best way possible but um I do pull those out occasionally. Uh, I like pulling them out in the summer when I'm wearing like shorts and just like you look like a cartoon character and just, <laughs> just running around like people are confused by you. It's kind of fun. That's what fashion's all about. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, confusing. I have to be the most confusing person in this Trader Joe's in Brooklyn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to parkour their terrible parking lots. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm surprised you know about horrendous Trader Joe's parking lots. I guess they have them in Boston, but oh, there aren't yeah. any sort of parking lots in New York City, right? Like even out in Brooklyn. I've been here for like two weeks. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, yeah. I'm, all of my knowledge base uh, comes from outside of here. So, how long until you like make a TikTok and like what are the other Brooklynite things? You only drink like uh, yeah, start, start my own yeast and and start making sourdough and yeah. Posted uh, ALD store. Yeah. 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 I think I'm getting close to be honest. Yeah. I'm slowly <laughs> feeling the gravitational pull of uh conforming or okay. like, like around me. Yeah. I think oh, I will uh I think I'll ditch design and just open up a small brewery with overpriced okay. IPAs at some point. Nice. And wear only Bodie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That would be sick. <laughs> if only I could afford one shirt. Somebody said <laughs> yeah. And it was really, it made me laugh. It's a little bit mean, but it's really funny. They said that everything, everything from Bodhi looks like something you'd wear on like study abroad. And they called it study abroad core. And it yeah, killed like, me. That is actually wicked good. Cause you're like, oh, what's like European, you know? You're like, what's the European look? Oh, do you have any Flowy really pants. thin? Yeah. Do you have any really thin button downs? And like, yeah. Preferably made of a 1920s quilt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That being said, I I do love her work. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no. She's it's super talented. Yeah, yeah, it can definitely hit a stereotype for sure. <laughs> it's easy to joke when I'm broke. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, Evan, this could be a controversial question. It may be asking, essentially, what's your favorite child? Um, what is your favorite sneaker you've ever designed? That I've designed? Yes. Oh, it's easy. Premier Road Modern, yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's an instant classic. Yeah, I mean, that shoe is that shoe was was really fun because, you know, that shoe couldn't have existed without our team and it couldn't have existed without Reebok in a way that is very uh harmonious. I think like uh, you know, it's referencing this 
uh, era of footwear where you had all these crazy sneaker geeks like trying to throw as much tech into a shoe as possible. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that was like how I got like, into shoes was like the gimmicks, essentially, like all the tech and stuff like that. Yeah, the mid 2000s were sick. It like, was so cool. So cool. And there's all these RF welds and all this other stuff. And, uh, and yeah, um, basically, I, you know, I joined the fashion team and uh, my product marketer, Ryan, was like really into these mid 2000s shoes. And, uh, you know, we, we had been wanting to design, you know, what would be the next jet, like what, what would it look like if they continued making this silhouette slash this era of, uh, premier shoes. Mm -hmm. And so we got to like investigate the archive and pull references, but then also, you know, define how we wanted to, uh, create the evolution of that shoe and modernize it and, you know, re, you know, all none of the lines are taken from an existing shoe you know like none of those internal lines other than the uh the vector like the cross cross check and side stripe vector sure uh, yeah. were pulled directly from anything and it still feels like it belongs in that family so yeah it has like the heritage but it takes it so far into the future very cool shoe um it was cool seeing it kind of make its rounds across high snobiety hype beast things like that <laughs> yeah get all the accolades um yeah they were hard to find like i remember looking for them before i found out unfortunately they did not exist in a size 13 and uh they sold out fast and yeah yeah they sold out quick but also like yeah they sold out quick but also the u.s reebok website uh wasn't picking up our stuff just europe for reebok so we'd sell like high-end retail um, it also was like a strategy thing to a certain point. Obviously, you want your shoes to be limited. Um, mm-hmm. And the, uh, yeah, you want from the consumer end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, they were definitely easier to get in Europe. I think that, uh, you know, comes with, I guess, the stuff we have done uh, has always had a better market in Europe. So, you know, that's where we sell a lot of our stuff. Cool. Yeah. Now with a shoe you designed, can you just kind of walk in and be like, oh, I made this and then just grab a pair because you made it. <laughs> you could yeah. shoplift. Definitely not. Yeah. No, I actually the the Hydrex, I had to buy. Really? I had to buy a pair of them. Yeah, because um yeah, we don't always get uh we don't always get extra pairs. You know, it's like yeah, it's it's basically like you know we get pairs to give to kind of like celebrities and stuff like that and then if there's mm-hmm. leftovers we can snag a couple you know but it's it, we're definitely not the prime you know people to to get them in the first place and then also there's a chance we don't get seating at, at all so um there's like fashion podcasters higher up on the list that would get <laughs> yeah, the well that's first. why i'm surprised you haven't been stretching them for the past year now it's like <laughs> where are yours yeah um i think they got lost in the mail maybe yeah that's probably it mm-hmm. where do you live michigan I don't, I don't do the packages so it wouldn't matter oh if if i mean if there's any talk of flow team i will i will send the eddie okay sweet my um random random reebok anecdote my lovely girlfriend jalen und a brand new pair of reeboks on our first date and i 
took notice of them. So Reebok is part of the reason I'm in the relationship that I'm in right now. Wow, she pulled you in. She pulled me in. Brand new pair of club C's. That's the love story that we don't get to hear about every day. I feel like there could be a whole marketing campaign about that. I mean, yeah, it could, it literally could be. Yeah. Without saying anything specific, please (laughs) pitch ideas to them. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Absolutely. Do you, so obviously Reebok puts out a ton of shoes, right? I mean, there are at least five shoes, at least five put it that way potentially more shoes mm-hmm. yeah if For you year. had to pick one that wasn't necessarily like the club c is huge i you know i get recommended it 19 times a day on on tiktok mm-hmm. wherever if you had to pick a next one or one that you think is underrated to blow up which one would you pick um all of the uh all of the performance running stuff is mm-hmm. really, really good um and it gets the hype it deserves within the performance running community, but it doesn't necessarily get the hype it deserves outside of there um, because Reebok is still uh, recovering from uh, changing back from a CrossFit brand. Sure. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, there's a designer at Reebok, uh, Sylvian. She is probably one of my favorite forward designers uh, and she absolutely crushes all the performance stuff she does. She has actually, we uh, leaked this shoe that we did colorways for fashion. Um, it's this new running shoe and she designed, she was the designer of that. Um, oh, sick. That's on my Instagram actually. Um, but uh, yeah, that shoe is really good. And yeah, that would be it. And then if we're going classics though, like, the classic shoe that like people don't talk about that is a good shoe i would say the workout mm. oh yeah the workout is a good shoe and i feel like you know kind of swept C- under the rug with the uh, the craziness of the club c right now yeah 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 it's definitely like the club c's like super talented uh like sibling that doesn't get as much of the limelight it's like the solange to beyonce kind of thing <laughs> beautifully but, said yeah Solange is like insanely talented, but Beyonce really is, you know, covering. The She's Beyonce. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess just another question. How many pairs of sneakers do you have currently? I mean, just in, in total. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I don't have that many. I think. I have like a bunch of like eBay samples that I don't wear and that aren't my size that I just like bought for reference and stuff. That's um, interesting. But if you subtract those, I have like maybe like 10 pairs of shoes. Hmm. Not that many. Maybe, maybe more. A bunch of them are like are like shelf shoes, like shoes I design that I don't want to wear because they're like kind of like. I have the Kangyuk red and whites, but I don't really consider that like having a pair of those shoes. Cause like, I'm never going to wear those. It's an art piece Got at it. that point. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't want to, like, I don't want to wear them. Not because I don't think the colorway is great. I just don't want to wear them because I don't want to, I think if you're going to wear a pair of shoes, you should wear them to shit and like really mm-hmm. yeah. like, ruin them. Honestly, like at a certain point, you know, I'm not like one to preserve shoes, but that one is like, I worked on it. So mm-hmm. special show. Yeah. You guys have to bring back the um, 
like the mid 2010s crazy era of Reebok, the ATV sole with like all the nubs on the bottom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I remember uh one of my friends in high school had a pair of those and those were so wild. I've actually been like I have eBay alerts on for a pair of my size. It's a good move. Such a zany shoe. I had a pair of the OG Zig Techs my freshman year of high school. Those are that tooling is really good. It that tooling is worked really good. too. I've had like lifelong knee problems um, from sports and stuff like that. And those were great. Like my knees felt spectacular while I wore those. <laughs> huh. That's, That's awesome. It's a good tooling. Actually, there's a, there's this shoe that I have eBay notifications up for, and it is Ooh. on that Zig tooling. It's called the Zig Maze. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I'll, but, uh, I'll probably recognize it. I was huge into like the tech sneakers back in the day. Oh yeah. It's super sweet. It was actually designed by one of my coworkers. Who's a very talented designer. His name is Brian mm-hmm. Renella. Um, and he designed it back in the day with all the sneaker nerds. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, the whole thing, it's not like exactly the same as the premier modern, the premier modern. Is oh yeah. Like, I remember these. You, you saw them. Yeah. I totally remember these. Yeah. So sick. It's like a similar process. Um, it's um yeah it's like a giant thin tpu mold that's molded to it so it's it is like a flow mold but it's done directly to like the pattern whereas ours is like several pattern pieces and then done on top of that after the effect um yeah the upper of that is just unbelievable yeah they're wild um they're really cool what other shoes do you have ebay notifications on for uh anything premiere okay yeah that's pretty much it just Premier and Zigmaze. Cool. cool. What does your guys' internal archive look like? Um, are there a lot of older shoes that are just kept on hand? We have like the oldest archive in all of footwear. It's unreal. No it's way. Really good, uh, like people that work there. Um, so yeah, we have this gigantic room, and it has all these uh, these shelves. You know, with like the. Um, with like the knobs on the front of them. Yeah. So oh yeah. Spinny yeah. shells. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we have a bunch of those and we just have shoes from, I mean, we have shoes from like the 1900s. Like, wow. like no way. Like, yeah, the early 19. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Reebok was founded in 1895. Like, really? it's like the oldest footwear company. Yeah. So our archive that. is like wild. Um, That's super cool. And we reference like a ton of stuff from there. So, you know, and and you know the people who run the archive are straight up historians. Um, oh, sure. That's insane. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like yeah. Asics has one of every shoe they've ever made. Oh, I don't think we have that. I don't Which think it's just nutty. That. that is crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like warehouse crazy. systems. It's yeah, nuts, yeah, yeah. and it's all like temperature control. I was reading an article. I'm huge into Kiko Kostadinov and his Asics collaborations, and he would just go over there and just spend like days looking through all their and they're like weather controlled it's it's nuts yeah ours too yeah yeah that's i mean that's like the best part of of like working at a company with heritage is being able to you know reference the history yeah connected to uh connected to like modern society and then what i usually do is try and put it in a space that's just like kind of fantastical or you know fantasy science fiction based stuff and then you know blend it all together and there you go speaking Mm -hmm. about some of those older pairs if you want to see something or find something can you say hey i'm looking for a shoe that might have this or is it more of a process where 
you just go in and just start, I guess not flipping through, but taking around. Through. Yeah. Uh, it's both. Yeah. So we have like okay. an online archive where you can like oh, just cool. run through stuff. Um, but then also, you know, if you say I need DMX from this era or I need mm. this from this era, um, it's almost like it's almost like learning like a new program where you're like, OK, I just need the vocab. And then once I have the vocab, I know how to like ask for what I need. Um, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we can we can go in there and just be like, hey, we're looking for shoes that have this, this and this. And then they'll be like, OK, we'll set up a meeting time and they pull the shoes for us. And then we go through them and learn some of the history and take pictures. Damn. And yeah. That's, That's insane. I, I I never thought about there literally being like a historian job at a sneaker company or a shoe company, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, That's pretty awesome. well. Holy cow. Kind of getting into the design side of things, Evan, how would you describe your design language? We spoke a little bit about uh, being influenced by video games, um, but, you know, what, what words would you put on it? Um, I think we like the biggest thing um the biggest thing for me is like storytelling okay um and you know to like the vaguest degree um i think that a lot of the times the way we approach a project it will it will be to kind of see it'll either come from is there an archive piece or is there a uh is there an archive piece we want to reference right off the bat or do we find like a niche occupation? That's usually like the beginning of our process is like finding a weird niche occupation um, and then kind of taking that occupation and um, combining it with the Reebok heritage stuff, um, looking through the archive, finding pieces that could relate to that and then taking it to a place where it's, um, like I said before, like almost make it a little bit fantastical. Like what if this occupation, you know, existed in this alternate reality where this this and this happened you know what i mean so like that's cool maybe making it more extreme or just kind of like changing the storyline um sure and then you know we try and do that for everything right so we have um so when i say we me and my product marketer develop a lot of the narrative together um Mm -hmm. ryan um and then he's also like a historian so uh i rely on him a lot for um just kind of like a knowledge base uh sure reebok and things outside of Reebok um but yeah we do that for everything so we'll do we do all the material all the color all the design everything so um you know we develop these narratives mood boards for color as well and for material as well so everything is kind of broken down into you know these compartmentalized stories that sit under larger stories that are defined by the shoe itself got it wow that's That's kind of awesome How many designs have you made or how many sneakers have you conceptualized that haven't necessarily made it to like the final stage of, of, you know, like it made it, made it out. I don't quite know the, the vernacular. First day but, out. Yeah, exactly. First day out. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> actually the first shoe I ever designed for Reebok, uh, I was working as a temp and I picked up a mentor while I was there and they gave me a footwear design project. Um, and, uh, the shoe I thought was really good. Um, everyone thought it was, you know, the people I was working with, you know, obviously uh, they were a fan of it. Otherwise they would have taken the project back for me. But um, basically what ended up happening was 
we uh, we lost. It made it all the way to the final stage. It made it to sampling. It made it to buy-in uh, or sell-in, I guess. Um, and then what happened was we actually lost the factory that was building that shoe. And oh. any shoe under 20K units was getting X'd. Whoa. Oh, that's and uh, yeah, okay. it sucked. Yeah, it was really it was tough because um, it was like so close and I had done colorways and everything. And uh, that was like that was kind of devastating. But then I got hired as an apprentice and I was like, OK, I can do this again. <laughs> um, we'll we'll see. Um, and then in terms of other shoes that haven't made it a lot of the time. So sometimes the way uh, my team works is like a consultancy almost within okay. so like teams will come to us and be like hey we want to like maybe do this with this shoe um and so some of the shoes that haven't made it didn't necessarily not make it but were kind of pulled back from the ridiculousness that we had originally proposed i guess um sure uh you know there's a tendency to like dial things back um when we don't get to like work solo um, which is why when we do get to work solo, we like stay really quiet until it's like mm -hmm. done and then <laughs> kind of like sneak it out of the, out of the door. Um, not literally, uh, but, uh, but kind of literally, um, but, <laughs> but yeah, so I think a lot of, you know, the shoes haven't, that haven't made it didn't necessarily not make it. They just, um, became a different shoe that For sure. I think is, uh, functionally, or I guess product wise, like functionally more wearable in a way that makes sense for the units that are being put out for it. Yeah, um, sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'd rather make shoes that you dish out like a thousand pairs of and, you know, people are hyped on them, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned starting as a temp and then working as an apprentice, but for people who might not necessarily be even at that stage where they're able to break into it, uh, what's the best way for people to get into design, whether it be for sneakers or for automotive, like you said you're interested in, or really any sort of design? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of a tough thing to, to it's, it's tough because it, it has a lot to do with like, what is your access to a certain extent? But I think sure. in terms of um, like, a more broad stroke of like just being uh trying to be a creative i think the biggest thing is like um the two biggest things i always think about are explore as much as you can like how sure. much exploration can you do and um like not not doing anything derivative in your final product um but also being able to not be afraid to kind of imitate while you learn and then uh use those tools to kind of create what you can i think you know like there's so much derivative stuff that exists in design like not being derivative is a huge way to get the attention of these larger brands you know mm -hmm, if you can sure. create something that feels substantial significant authentic you know that's that's a big deal and and a lot of that comes from exploration so i think you know exploring is like a huge thing um and then learning Maybe talking about not being derivative, what would be, or if you were to kind of like designate one thing as like a quote unquote, like Evan uh, feature, like you get what I mean? Like a, like a calling card almost, what would it be? Um, oh yeah, I guess. 
Uh, I do. I use a lot of uh, molded parts, honestly. I don't okay. think. I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's particular to the stories I've been trying to tell, or if it's just that like my whole vibe is like, well, we have to throw or not throw, but like I want to make sure this is like, I can I can pull as much of the resources as I want and can out of the like allotted money I have to like put into this shoot, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, maybe not just, maybe not TPU specifically, like uh, a lot of RF weld stuff and just kind of like molded shapes and shaping. Um, Cause I think, I think like a big thing I try to focus on when I design footwear is like, you know, you're designing this thing with this base function of like, it has to be this wearable thing for your feet, but it's also just like this kind of interesting object and so just like kind of designing it as like this object that can maybe tell the story is, I guess, what I would say, like my thesis would be or like, sure. Yeah. Definitely. Very interesting. Kind of an offbeat question. Um, working in the fashion space, working with collaborators, things like that. How do you and your team approach collaborations? Is that uh, brands reaching out to you? Is that you reaching out to brands? Um, we have... One other podcast alumni is noted Reebok collaborator Saeed from um, Story MFG. He did the 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 Club C and the Reebok last year, mm-hmm. or the the Club and the C and the Beatnik. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. Um, and he spoke a little bit about that. But what is the collaboration process like working with these different brands? Yeah. So um, so there are there's a couple of product marketers that all handle different stuff. Um, So the product marketer I work with Ryan uh, does like fashion runway alongside me. Um, And he will reach out to people directly. So, you know, he'll get DMS and I'll get DMS and people will be like, Oh, can I do a collaboration? And um, sure. That doesn't get annoying. (laughs) Well, it's, it's fine. You know, like I I get it. Um, And I try and be like as upfront as I can without being an asshole, but um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't mind, but, um, but the reality is like, if, if they're, if Reebok isn't reaching out to you, um, you're probably not going to get a collaboration. Um, and I think that's just like the saturation of the market, you know, it's not like, Oh, for sure. There's so much Um, out there right now. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, the way they work is dependent on the collaborator. Some collaborators we have will just, will send them blank, uh, well, this doesn't happen that often. Occasionally there's like the small collaborator and we will send them like line art and they'll send us back Mm. like ideas and then we'll kind of work from that and it will be totally separate. Whereas other collaborators like Kotweiler, like uh, they were the first collaboration I ever worked on uh, the loafers that we did with those are so sick. I've Mm -hmm. kept an eye out for a pair of those as well. Those are amazing. I have worn mine to absolute shit. Yeah. They're, (laughs) um, those are ones I probably should have kept on a shelf. Uh, but uh, yeah, I really like those ones. Um, but yeah, working with them, I mean, they came into the office and, you know, we went into the archive together and we talked about their ideas and we pulled references. And then I was like sketching right in front of them. And it was, uh, that's cool. You know, it was, a, I mean, they're, they're super fun, relaxed, cool guys. You know, I think that's another thing. It's like, you know, we try not to like take ourselves hyper serious and we try to like kind of like have like a good amount of fun while we're there so it's nice working with collaborators who are willing to have fun 
mm-hmm. um, and willing to kind of explore stuff and, you know, joke around. Margella, for example, like they have, they have a uh, men's and women's footwear designer from Margella and they came into the office the first time and we were just like breaking things apart and like cutting things with like a bandsaw and like building stuff with clay and just like messing around in like a, in a cool way. Um, and they're both like really talented designers and it was just fun to work with them. Um, That's crazy. And the end product yeah. is so cool too with that collaboration. Yeah. It came out good. The, the first, uh, like the, those, those, um, those Instapump heels. Yeah. Those are nuts. Uh, like we, we like, we like built those like straight up just built those out of just like random parts and stuff. And then just like had them together. And there's a picture of me just like wearing these like makeshift heel, like versions of what we wanted those to be. That's sick. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, working with them has always been really amazing. I mean, working, working with Margella has always been really great. Cause it's felt like such a genuine, like collaborative space. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with Kangyuk, working with them has always been amazing. Working with Kawa has always been amazing. Um, but then there are some people that, you know, you can't be in direct contact with as much, uh, mm-hmm. like Mountain Research, um, mm-hmm. who just have never had the chance to come to the office. So we work kind of externally. Um, but yeah, all those people Ryan had reached out to directly, other than Margiela, who our previous boss had uh, actually reached out to. Cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, collaborations are such a huge part of footwear and fashion as a whole right now. I'm sure it's interesting kind of being in the forefront of that and getting to see behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What do you enjoy about working for Reebok in particular? Um, I'm sure there are a ton of things and I don't mean to stir up any issues, but you know, are there, uh, comparisons to other places that you've worked or other places that you've designed that you've enjoyed more or less uh or aspects i should say and i rebuy no, i don't really have a good knowledge base in that because it's the only place i've ever worked uh um, but i will say that i don't know how common it is to have the role that i have in terms of mm. um being responsible for the design of the footwear the material and the color um and being able to craft all of that and i think that's you know, the best part is just like every designer is looking for autonomy. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I think as much as like Nike is like this brilliant monster of a company, like if I was working there, I don't know that I would have the same amount of control over, um, my work that I have here. Sure, um, sure. I'm sure there's a ton of red tape and a lot of people, yeah. a lot of eyes have to be on it. I'm sure that goes anywhere, yeah. but yeah, I mean, at the yeah, a lot of committees. A lot of bureaucracy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the amount of roles I get to take on is like one of my favorite things. It can also be a frustrating thing, but it is one of my favorite things, I would say. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. What is your process? We've spoken a little bit about this already, but what is your process for making something like beginning to end? How do you start? Um, do you ever get like designer's block? in the process or what what's the what does that look like oh all right you guys ready for a little bit of a rant all right let's all right so i we start yeah the first thing i do is i mood board i think like mood boarding is really important um and you know crafting this narrative but also you're kind of crafting a tool right like 
the mood board is going to be the thing you're going to refer to to make sure that you're on track the whole time. It's going to keep mm -hmm. tying you back to your story. Um, so I spend a lot of time on that and trying to make it um, both presentable, but also just like functional for me to use as a designer. Um, and so I will work on that with my PM. We'll kind of like create the brief together almost, um, mm -hmm. which is really awesome. And uh, from there, you know, we'll work on pulling um, Reebok specific references and then narrative references, such as like, like I was saying before, these niche occupations sure. um, and kind of moving from like a mood board to an inspiration board where we're saying sure. um, if there are any footwear that we want to reference or if there's like texture images or things like that. Um, I think we try to avoid referencing any, we don't reference any footwear that doesn't come from our archive. Like mm -hmm. for sure. straight up, do not yeah. reference anything. Um, so um, yeah, unless it's like super specific, like historical pieces, but other than that. Yeah, like, yeah for sure. Um, so uh, yeah, we start there, we move into um, from there, we move into like iterative sketches, um, mm -hmm. where I'll stay really broad and try and just crank out as many sketches as I can, um, that feel, you know, relevant to this or pull from this function or pull from that function or have this, you know, this tooling, uh, silhouette that we're going for this silhouette. Um, and then we'll kind of define, okay, what do we want the silhouette to be, um, what do we want the you know main functional aspects to be um and then you know what do we want the aesthetics to to say um and then from there we you know finalize the design mm -hmm. i'll sketch it up then i do what's called a construction tech pack where i basically create a tech pack that teaches the factory how to build the shoe okay um so those are like pretty in-depth instructions um with like dimensions or blueprints created in um for like molded parts and for toolings and then a lot of that stuff i'll actually just build myself like the premier road modern that whole molded part i just built in cad myself um, oh wow damn and then after that we get pullovers from the factory we do revisions until we have our final sample then we'll do colors um where we will like draft we'll start from scratch basically we're like okay we have to make whole new stories so we make stories that mm -hmm. fit within the niche and then make um like a bunch of colorways again a bunch of iterations and then finalize those and um and material as well and then we once we're done with all the the uh revisions which happen over a long span of time mm -hmm. um you know we finalize the shoes we get uh, uh final samples and we confirm them and then throw out the door very cool yeah easy <laughs> how many shoes do you have in production or, or not in production like iter how many shoes are you iterating on i should say at a time um you know it's weird our schedule is not like very chop 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 like it's uh mm -hmm. it, it it changes a lot so right now i'm working on two different uh new shoes cool um but sometimes i'm working on just revisions like mm -hmm. after the design is done sometimes i'm working on just colorways sometimes i'm working on just materials sometimes i'm working on like five shoes sometimes you know it changes a lot i'm sure how 
you do you do the colorways for your shoes mm-hmm. uh how do you come up with those the, i do the colorways for the inline stuff okay um yeah. and then collaborations are obviously either they're they're usually with the collaborator i will say um with pure moss he does all of his own colorways um for sure but with like Cotweiler, we work directly with them and we base it on what their collection is. Um, Margella, they they pick the colorways and then we work together on the blocking. Um, but gotcha. yeah, the inline stuff is all us. Um, That's awesome. And how do you come up with those? Like the colorways of the Premier Road Modern were really different than other shoes that I've seen. Is there any inspiration behind those? Yeah, so, um, okay, so let's see. The first set of colorways... What were the stories we had um we had a story we called rust um that was like inspired by um like natural um oxidation of metals and things Mm -hmm. like that um and that was kind of playing into um the kind of retro futurism that existed in the shoe um -hmm. then we had a color scheme called hyper um and that was playing into the running aspects of the shoe and that used like a lot of brighter colors um what else do we had um that was one season we had another so then we did another season where we had uh these three uh color stories and they were uh liquify engulf and um i can't think of the last one but basically liquify was like this idea of playing with this this idea of um of like uh lava becoming um going from like this holographic shiny material to this matte material when it hardened oh and cool water doing the same thing um and kind of like playing with those colors but also playing with the way they interact with materials in a way that changes from matte to gloss um the engulf colorway was all about it was kind of like this um this like urban nature takeover kind of narrative Mm -hmm. where played with a lot of um like fabrics that kind of uh sat over other materials um and a lot of like greens and yellows and and uh like dark deep purples yeah very cool that's really interesting um i never knew if like designers did the colorway or if that was a separate team or what was what was the case on that so that's 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 super cool yeah do you have any like fun like working pet names for any uh fun colorways? Oh yeah, well we were calling we were calling the uh we were calling the Premier Road Modern for a really long time the Bad Larry. So I don't <laughs> okay. know where it came from, but we were like, oh yeah, that Bad Larry, you know, like there's it's much <laughs> back and you know like we had a bunch of like production delays and we were just like angry at it. Um, but nothing for like colorway specific. Like I think we talk about like the idea it's not really a pet name but like the idea of like hyper really has stuck with us like some of the colorways we released recently were um and we i think we just leaked them but it was like dark hyper so it was like a a hyper colorway but with um like dark undertones instead of lighter ones um but yeah that's about it the bad larry cool the bad larry the bad larry yeah i don't know (laughs) i can't even the origin of that it just exists it just the origin of bad larry sounds like a really good like spaghetti western Mm-hmm. It sounds like it sounds like the title of the movie about the hamburger chair in your hallway right now. <laughs> <laughs> John, does it have a name? Does the Ottoman have a name? 
I just around. called it Burger <laughs> Ottoman for its the entirety of its existence. Um, but it might need a name. Maybe it's Bad Larry. Maybe it's Bad Larry. <laughs> Do a colorway inspired by the Burger Ottoman in a podcast host's home that you were on. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I have this story. Pretty I want grand to tell story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's this guy named John. So listen, I've met up. him once. <laughs> um. Evan, how far ahead does your team design? If you can say, like, are you a year ahead? Are you two years ahead? Um, um, yeah, it, like? it depends. You know, we always, we try to be on like this fast year schedule, but a lot of the times we are doing, um, we are doing techniques that have not been done by many people before, if not, yeah. not done at all. I mean, the Premier Road Modern, like we we told the factory we wanted a fully flow molded shoe, and they basically told us to go fuck ourselves. Um, <laughs> they did but like they like they did though. Um, so so you know, working through that shoe, I mean, that shoe was literally supposed to drop an entire year before it dropped. Like we had been wow. working on that for yeah, like there were so many crazy delays. There was like molding issues and um, all this other stuff. Um, so like working through those issues kind of can change our timelines, but. Um, you know, we're only getting better. So, you know, we'll, we'll, sometimes we crank stuff out way quicker than that though. Like uh, the 3d storm, we turned around, like we turned that shoe around and like, we had to have fashion show samples in like two months. I think we cranked that. Holy cow. You like really cranked that thing up. Um, Sorry. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to be swearing. Uh, (laughs) But uh, yeah, it, it really depends. You know, if we have to rush something, we will rush something. Um, we try and get things out as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't always happen that way. Um, but, you know, I'd say the average is a year. Mm. Makes sense. That's really cool. Yeah. I, that's another one. Like sneaker design's always been something that's super interesting to me, but you, it's hard to like find the names of like who makes the shoes. It's not mm-hmm. like you're in the credit section on the box, which <laughs> yeah. would be sick. Be like, yeah, designed by me. Put it on every box. Tell everyone. Tell everyone. Have you ever spotted uh, one of your works in the wild? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. That's sick. Have you ever like said like, oh, I designed that? No, 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 no. Definitely hey, not. kid. Hey. <laughs> you see those shoes hey, you're wearing? <laughs> yeah. Take them um, off. They're mine. Yeah, take I literally I actually made don't those. have a pair of those. Um, no, it's uh, yeah. I've seen them. I've seen them around. I've never. Uh, I've never gone out of my way to, to take credit for them. <laughs> um, but I'll let you know if I change my mind on that and decide to. By all means, man. That's that's super interesting though. Um, any celebrities you'd like to see wearing your your stuff? um any celebrities who's the dream wearer of Uh, your shoes i don't know it's a tough question i i guess like i really so there's this uh there's this rap artist uh father who uh I basically, yeah, I reached out to him and I was like, I really love your work, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, dude, I really love your work. And it was like this very like mutual appreciation for one another. And I was like, yeah, I'm sending you a pair of shoes like ASAP. Um, So that was pretty cool. I like, I like the idea of like, um, 
you know, like mutual appreciation. That's like who I would want to wear. If I were to think of someone um, that it would make sense for whose work I appreciate. I mean, be sick if Kiko was like, hey, I really want a pair of the Premier Road Moderns, you know? The dream. But, um, but yeah, I don't care about, I don't think I necessarily need like Tom Hardy. Like, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. Kiko Kostanov would be a great, like, yeah, we made it moment. Yeah, exactly. Dude is a, a madman. Yeah, he's sick. I think I have 12 pairs of his ASICs. I thought it was 13. Uh, it might be 13. I don't know. It's bad, though. I have too many. Send a couple my way. You wear a 13? I got you. No, I don't. <laughs> um. I don't know if you can speak to this, but what are the rules on wearing other brands' shoes? Ooh. You can wear Adidas okay. uh, until the end of the year, I would guess. Yeah. Because they yeah, but, um, yeah, you can wear Adidas. Um, and then if they're not like a direct competitor, uh, you can wear them. So okay. is this in everyday life or to work? Or oh, both? this is to work. Okay. Oh, where, yeah. If I was going to say, I assume you could wear whatever you want when you're doing Reebok whatever. would have to pay me probably 10 times to like to dictate how I act. Reebok has somebody like follow Evan around. Yeah. What? That's your own shoes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we saw you on the security cam wearing your Boris Bajorn Sabiri sling. Um, you know, I, I think I like to rep Reebok because I appreciate the brand and like I appreciate, you know, the things it's done for me and the things I get to do for it. They're they're making great stuff right now. Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I genuinely like to wear Reebok. I also, like I said, I get them for free. So, uh, it's a big, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, there's not many rules. It's not crazy. That's cool. So, other than you mentioned uh, like demon souls, things like that, but what uh, inspires you when making a shoe? Um, yeah. Film. Um, film is like a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. Movies are like a really big thing for me. Um, video, certain video games. I think I have a very, you know, specific type of video games that I like very. What's like. your favorite souls game? Are they all Souls games, your favorites? Or favorite from Dark, game. Dark Souls? The original Dark Souls is really, really good. But honestly, the Demon Souls remake is so beautiful that like... It's gorgeous. It's kind of like taking it for me just like because visually it's yeah, it's unreal. Um, I think Dark Souls 1 is always going to be my favorite. But. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, movies, video games. Those are like, I, I guess, music almost <clears throat> indirectly. Um I think it's fun to find inspiration from things that don't kind of relate to whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, like thinking about how someone thought of getting to where they got to and having that be enough of an inspiration to teach you to get so, somewhere that you maybe didn't get to without that. Um, but yeah, in terms of like video games, um, Final Fantasy, the Soul oh. games. Do you ever play Trigger. Octopath Traveler? Uh, I I've watched gameplay, but I never broke into it. I feel like I, yeah, I just like get obsessive with video games. So I try to be like careful, you know. Octopath was one of the ones for me where I picked it up, played it nonstop for like five days and then stopped cold turkey. That's okay, kind maybe of I have to pick it up, but I did, but it was for like an hour. And I was like, this is way too daunting. 
it's there it's goes, there goes brilliant though like eight different characters like playing all these different roles like yeah. that's such a good idea the thing is like you pick your favorites pretty quickly and even though it's like you should modify your team you're like i'm not like it's I'm like not... pokemon like yeah. i found my team i'm not yeah. gonna you know gonna maybe i'll catch the legendary but aside from that we're pretty set in stone i don't need to catch them all by any no. means i'll catch like 12 yeah and i'm good no, I'm good. Just the cool looking Keep ones. an eye out for shinies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've still never seen a shiny. I've gotten that one random encounter. I've soft resetted for another. And then in the new ones, um, there's a lot of like hacked uh, raid battles where you can find a bunch. Oh, yeah. Well, that sucks. That's that's kind of sick getting better. shiny Charizards in battle. It's still rare to find, but like yeah. okay. it's more common than it was. There's also yeah, like uh, date and time one. hacks and stuff like yeah. that. They'll yeah, like yeah. find a shiny and then keep resetting their switch so more people can join. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So like there's like shiny Charizards and shiny Metagross and stuff like that. But, and you still like you aren't guaranteed to catch them. You only get to throw a ball once because it's a raid battle. I'm really excited for the uh, the open world ones. What is oh, it? yeah. That's, uh, that was supposed yeah, to come out the same week as Elden Ring, which would have been very daunting. But now uh, Elden Ring has been moved back a month, so I'll get to play that first yeah that's probably good honestly yeah need this. yeah i was gonna say i would need to like take a week off work <laughs> yeah yeah For re- oh my gosh elden ring is gonna destroy my life um so is yeah hopefully rcs is a destroy your life game as well you know fingers crossed oh, we're all praying yeah <laughs> um Ugh. but yeah i the first video game that like ever really inspired me though was like uh yeah the early final fantasies and chrono trigger cool chrono trigger is cool the soundtrack of chrono trigger has got to be one of the greatest things i've ever heard it's sick yeah it's so good it's super good yeah and the final fantasy music was like unbelievable yeah that brings me back to like some crazy nostalgia dark souls has crazy music too yeah oh man yeah i was gonna say this scene in um uh scott pilgrim where they're like roasting him for being a terrible person he's like yo i learned the baseline from final fantasy 4 yeah yeah <laughs> oh my gosh that's a classic oh i love that movie and the uh graphic novels i guess they were graphic novels. yes yeah, so all you are really into that movie i forgot about that i love scott pilgrim the music in that was really good they had um what's it called um oh my god why can't i not think of the name of the band um imagine dragons no uh <laughs> god damn nickelback nickelback oh. that's what it is they had photograph in the no perfect um, yeah i remember that part oh uh, it'll come to me it'll come to me later and then i'm just gonna yell it out randomly and you guys are gonna be like okay. oh, um yeah but yeah there's this one band that i used to really like apparently i don't like them as much anymore um but they were in that in that movie is it the the band that does the the Clash of Demon Head song? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. The like hello again, friend of a uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Oh my gosh, it's close. The Beatles. Uh, wait, wait, you can't say it. Matt, I have to metric? metric. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, metric. Yeah. Send you my love on the wire. They were good. Yeah, they were really good. And then all the songs that were made just for the movie are honestly pretty good. The, yeah. the like Crash, what is it? The I'll Be Your Garbage Man or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty good. Truck, truck, truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Big question, Evan, what did you have for breakfast today? I actually uh, made myself a little bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Did yeah, you consider yourself a chef? On bread, on bagel, how'd you do it? Oh, man, I, I really scrapped it together. I, uh, okay. I There's a deli right outside my house, and so I wanted to, like, go get, like, some proper stuff. Usually, I, usually I'll get some, like, turkey, some avocado, some egg, and do a little bit of that. Um, but there was just bacon and egg and, and bread just in, that's what I had access to. And so that's what I okay. made. That's what you did. Yeah. I stole snacks at work this morning and that was my breakfast. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. We had a client in, so there was donuts. And then... I, that's what I miss the most about going into the offices. What's the snack situation at Reebok like? Ooh, um, big question. It's not a snack situation. It's just a, uh, when they cater for all these meetings and then they're like, Hey, there's some sandwiches from Aubon pond down the, down the hallway. You want to hit it up. Yeah. Yeah. And then people just swarm. Nice. Um, I work for an ad agency that does a lot of food photography. So it always smells great in there because we have an in-house kitchen, but then like half of it gets sprayed with glue to make it look better. So we can't eat it. Oh yeah. They're all those like weird yeah there's all the advertising tricks that's like the work basically the string at like the same time as you're lowering the camera and like bingo i had my first uh i was a hand model for the first time today for a shoot because like they didn't have anyone else to do it so let's let's see them let's see the ego is high show me them i think i have nice hands. wow you do have nice hands yeah yeah i appreciate it yeah you got a long sturdy nail yeah yeah a long, sturdy nail. My, my career is just beginning. If Reebok needs any hand models, um, oh my gosh, yeah, I'll let them pro know. bono at the beginning, just because we're homies. Okay, that's sweet. That's the rates go up exponentially, though. Yeah, <laughs> be like, uh, yeah, first one was free. We're doubling down for the second. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. If I get a percentage, I'm in. Oh, for sure. I got you. I'll uh, I'll let you know where I find my Kikos. That'll be my payment. <laughs> sweet. Um, glad to hear. The, uh, the food situation at Reebok is good. That's important for a workplace, you know? It, yeah. it uh, allows for a happier employee, in my opinion. They had a good cafe, too. The, uh, I haven't been to the office in, like, literally – or the cafe hasn't been open in a while. But, yeah, they had a good little cafe, made some – had some good scones there. Ooh, yeah. love a good scone. Love a good scone. Freshly made? Uh, they make them every day? No, they'd, they'd heat them up for you, though. So. Okay. Um, Any Reebok-themed is... treats? Ooh. Any branded uh, cookies or anything that they'd have? No, I wish. Imagine if they were, like, Shack Gnosis cookies. Yo. Yeah. You might have to present your own marketing idea. <laughs> It'll be, like, a half-moon cookie, but... You got to all... DM slide the marketing person and be like, hey, I have an idea for Reebok. <laughs> also, I'm your yeah. coworker, so you have to listen to me. Yeah, true uh but uh yeah no i think we have some good ideas for the for the reebok bakery oh absolutely you know? the the rebakery the rebakery yeah there you go you could do a souffle pan with a pump unit on the side so you can get the the bubble nice even if it collapses oh my gosh using the pump ball as a chef's tool that's interesting yeah. these are free ideas they're free okay i'm not gonna get a subpoena am i just wait as we say wait. every couple podcasts everything we say is a parody and should not be taken seriously ever 
Okay. Yep. Until we, sue, until we send out the lawsuit, though. Yeah. yeah then yeah. it's serious. Pair of that Kings legal team. No, I would never. Um, because I don't know how. Evan, we are we're starting to wrap up on the questions for today. Okay. Uh, not to say we're done with the podcast yet, but you know, we're we're getting there. Mm-hmm. What's next for you in the world of fashion as a whole? Um, what's next? Um, you know, I have been doing footwear for a little while now. Um, I think I've been pretty consistent in terms of what my goals have been. And they've always been kind of like, as I was saying before, storytelling. Um, I think in order to tell uh, a better story, I need to kind of like branch out a little bit. So um, I'm actually working on my first collection right now. Um, Oh, like your awesome. Is it just footwear? It's apparel too. Okay. Awesome. Damn. Um, So it's apparel and footwear. Um, And yeah, um, so I'm just working on that. And then hopefully one day I'll be able to, you know, do something real with that. Um, I'm trying not to be like too much of a perfectionist. It's hard to, you know, it's it's scary to debut anything. So uh, for sure, it's been it's been delayed quite a bit. But um, but yeah, I've been working on it these past couple of weeks now that I'm all settled in New York. And uh, yeah, I think that's the the next immediate step. But uh, yeah, I have some other things uh, that I've been working on as well. I've been building a video game, actually. Uh, but that's like a that's like a work on for like 10 years kind of thing evan souls evan souls yeah yeah it's when you die you break apart into a midsole and then you have to go back and collect your midsoles without dying again (laughs) yeah um yeah and then uh i also like big big dream like big picture wise i would love to uh write a movie that would be like oh, the ultimate. that's awesome that'd be the ultimate thing i think but i'm nowhere close to any of that so right now footwear the occasional podcast soon. yeah the occasional podcast where i say regrettable things and no i'm just kidding <laughs> um yeah yeah that's where i'm at nice solid plan yeah all right. I, I have to ask. So is the apparel going to be, are you doing propri- proprietary blanks? Are you doing your own, your own sort of stuff? What are you, what are you doing? Oh man. I don't even know the answer to that. Um, I think, I don't, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm that far yet. I would say okay. like the, you mean the concepting goal, phase, the goal would be like, you know, make one-offs and do a lookbook and then try and get sure. something and then go from there. Uh, um, sure but well, if you need uh, a hand yeah. model oh my gosh yeah i got you i'm gonna hit you up yeah just for your hands though that's fine you we're know. gonna edit your face and body out of it that is perfectly <laughs> yeah. fine it's gonna be a pair of floating hands i'm just i'm here to help yeah yeah <clears throat> oh goodness <laughs> all right we got the big question left we do evan we've big asked or right, before we do that actually we have oh, yeah. a, a discord yeah. Um, we ask all of our guests to give us um, a password, not really even just a password, just a something keyword. to prove that they've listened to the podcast if they'd like to join. Um, Evan, if you have a word, a phrase, a picture, I don't know, any anything of the sort that you'd like people 
to send us so that they can join the discord what would it be or what is it oh interesting like a secret passcode yeah it's mm. the only barrier of entry to join our discord which we like to call the happiest place in fashion is literally to listen to an episode of the podcast and then listen for the keyword which you will give us right now that they can use to join so much pressure that um, could be it that could be the the keyword no i'm gonna do, i'm gonna do chrono trigger Ooh, nice. okay yeah yeah feel good yeah. About yeah all right folks you heard him dm us chrono trigger on instagram.com forward slash pair of kings pod and we will send you an invite to what we like to call the happiest place in fashion where you can talk to us directly about chrono trigger and rebox and bacon egg and cheese sandwiches amongst other things <laughs> the important things yeah my top three right there yeah (laughs) but evan we've got one last question for you it's it's made people laugh it's made people cry it's made people uh refuse to come back on the podcast Mm -hmm. i think um but (laughs) without further ado if you had a year to eat a wooden door hinges and doorknob included Mm -hmm. do you think you can do it and if yes how Okay. Yeah. I a hundred percent. Love it. Huge. There we go. That's what we're looking for. The confidence. All right. Here's where we start. We take all the metal components and I can use tools, right? Anything you want. Anything you want. Yeah. This is guys, this is easy. Okay. I take all the metal components, right. And, uh, I, um, I basically grind them down or, you know what? Yeah. I grind them down maybe with a mill. I'll use a mill. And I just grind them down layer by layer into like very small shavings, right? Mm-hmm. Into like almost a powder. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then we take the wood and uh, put it in a giant steamer and you just steam the shit out of the wood. Right. This Get is the first really inclusion of a steamer we've ever heard of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Usually it's sawdust right away. No, yeah. no, no, no. You don't want to eat that. I mean, it's bad enough with the shavings of metal. Yeah. So you, you have the metal shaving. Oh, actually. I might revert on the metal shaving. We'll come back. Take to that. your time. Okay, yeah. So okay. Okay. We're, we're, in the, door, right? we're at like an hour and 20. We're at an hour and 30 right now. We got plenty of time. Oh, you have plenty to cut out too. Right? Um, just kidding. Um, so I'm taking the wooden door, I'm steaming it, and then I'm pulling like the fibrous strands, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. how people would make like a basket. Um, yeah. And then chopping those up really fine into like basically essentially like a salad of like wood. Oh, and wow. then I'm just like, soaking that for like months in like a in like a balsamic vinaigrette and then i'm actually taking the shavings. i already did it so i have to like live with the shavings now but i'm gonna take the shavings and actually melt them down into really small metal balls like little a swallowable size like swallowable size yeah yeah and then and then yeah, you just eat the the steamed wood salad and the and the balls of wow. metal. You're not adding anything else to the salad, just, just wood balsamic. and balsamic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how old is the balsamic? Let's talk about aged sure. balsamic. Uh, as old as the wood. Okay. Or wow, twinning. Yeah, yeah, but you. I mean, you gotta. You know, you want it to be a healthy meal because you're not gonna enjoy it either way. You know, you know, you don't want to. Hey, who's to say sure you're you not could... gonna enjoy it? You could coat it in trans fats if you want to, but yeah. it's still wood and metal. So at the end of the day, you might as well just toss a little balsamic on there, let it saturate, and you know, down it from Make there. Make the best of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm confident you could sell a balsamic wood salad to people in Bushwick for like $13, $14 a plate. For sure. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. 
Easy. Easy. It wouldn't even be the garnish. It would be yeah. the salad. This, if, yeah. if sneaker design doesn't work out, you've got your next business venture. The ultimate fiber. <laughs> <laughs> Literal wood fibers. Well, Evan, we have uh, we've made it to the end of the main event of this podcast. However, we have what we like to call the closing ceremonies left to go. Uh, starting off those closing ceremonies, we have Song of the Week, which is an ongoing playlist Saul and I have on Spotify uh, that occasionally we or essentially we take the uh, the songs of our guests as well as our own and have an ongoing playlist growing and changing every week, twice a week with said picks. So. Evan, what have you been listening to lately? What is your song of the week? Okay, my song of the week is, um, ooh, I'm between two. You know what I'm gonna go with? It, she's dropping an album soon. She released one song from it. Uh, song, Painless. No, I do like Mitski. Charlie XCX. Um, it's uh, Nilifer Yanya's new album. Uh, the song is Painless by Nilifer Yanya. Add it to your playlist. And uh, yeah, that's that's my pick. Are there any songs about Reeboks? Because I know there's like Air Force Ones and Stepped on My Jays by Nelly. Um, oh, who just rapped? About Pumped Up Kicks. Guys? Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. not like a happy song. No, no. This is a dark one. Um, what was that song? Rick Ross has a mentions Reeboks. They're good to rhyme with. Which oh, I die yeah. over those Reeboks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Reeboks no are mentioned in Plug Walk, I believe. No one has ever died over Reeboks. How do you how do you spell uh, the artist's name? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. N-I-L-U-F-E-R space Y-A-N-Y-A. Nilifriyanya. You guys should peep her work. She's a Yeah, I need to I need to check really, her out. I'm not familiar. Also, I mean, they're not they're not similar, but I would imagine they have somewhat of a similar fan base. And maybe I'm just broad stroking here, but uh Mitski is a, a like a kind of some In of her vein. songs are similar vibe. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Really. I feel like that's kind of reductive, but maybe they have overlapping fans, is what I would say. Gotcha. I'm not seeing painless. I'm seeing stabilize as the most recent. Oh, yeah, release. yeah. Painless is the name of the album. Oh man. Okay. What a, what a bad start. Yeah, yeah. No, no, all good. One song that she put out. Um, I listened to it today. It's pretty good. Cool. Very nice. Pretty, pretty good, yeah. Pretty, it's paper day. <laughs> have you been watching the new season of Curb? Oh, of course. How can huge, you not? Huge, huge. The American classic. Larry Davis. You have a favorite favorite episode. You've got to get Larry in a pair of Premier Road Moderns. Dad, he only wears he only wears Nike. Um, really? He wears yeah. uh, simple. It's like well, oh, I guess Jerry, Jerry only wears Nike. Jerry only wears Nike. Yeah. yeah. Um, wears my like favorite Curb Brandon. episode. Let me think. Um, Mine's the Book of Freaks. That's a great one. That's a classic. Um, My brother got me a book of freaks for Christmas a couple of years ago. Really? To commemorate that episode. Yeah. It's in my apartment now. Um, oh, probably the the Christ Nail episode. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's, that's a really such a good, good one. one. Yeah. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> that one's for sure a banger. Um, what else is another really good one? There's so many. There's, you there's can't really go of, wrong. No. I'm trying to think of, but I can't think of like what the main. I'm trying to like retrace the story in my head. Okay. Whatever. Okay. I'm sticking with Christ now. You know, it, it probably is my favorite. It's the one. Remember the one where, um, where, uh, 
he the like previous owner of his house like shows up to his house and she's oh. like oh my god you didn't take care of my plant the and tree then, yeah. yeah 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 what what is like the the overarching theme for that one uh oh god wait i know this uh yeah, what it is? Oh shit! Hold on. Larry doing something wrong and everyone getting mad at him for it. Yeah. Oh my god. Overarching theme. That's what it is. Copy and paste that to any any episode. <laughs> that one's so good. She just keeps breaking into the house to like water his plants and like. <laughs> it's Miss Shapiro, but who is it? Oh god damn it! I know he goes on on Judge Judy in the episode. Yeah, the shucker. Oh, it's the one. Oh yeah, it's the shucker with the tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's That's a good episode. That is a good one. Gosh, I love that show. Glad we worked that out. Yeah, that's an all-time show today. Yeah, all one hundred percent. It really is. God, John, song of the week. Song of the week. I'm not sure if it's in the current playlist, but um, trendy by Blade gonna okay. saw off by adding some more some more blade tracks evan are you familiar with the drain gang oh i don't think i am okay perhaps you'll want to keep it that way they're a collective of swedish rappers that have a very uh polarized uh, approach from their audience you either love them or hate them um oh that sounds amazing it's like Saul and i are on opposite ends what was your question sorry so it's like death grips. Yeah, one hundred percent. Very similar. And some people hate death grips. Yeah, very similar. I think similar. death grips are more listenable than listenable than Drain Gang, though. Might be a okay. hot take. Okay. Well, that's. I don't know. Maybe you know Young Lean, the rapper. I love Young Lean. Okay, Blade yeah, is like his best friend. Oh, I don't. There you go. Blade's the CEO of the Drain Gang. Yeah, I think I'm a I lifelong think, Young Lean fan as well. I think Young Lean is better than Blade. Well, you know, like Hennessy and Sailor Moon, that's mm-hmm. features yeah. Blade. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Like he's the feature in it, but I, I wasn't. I was never that deep into the Sad Boys. Okay. Uh, I was always like a, you know, I was an external. Sad Boys movie. adjacent. Yeah, I was Sad Boys. <laughs> you were a content that. boy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. But yeah. Young you were seasonally depressed. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you like Young Lean, I mean, Young Lean is definitely how I got into Blade, but. Uh, he's he's the catalyst for sure and like my favorite rapper of all time absolutely Lini's the goat but solly boy round us out what's your song of the week uh i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with if i haven't added it already hung up by madonna oh nice yeah, I think Madonna is underappreciated, which makes me sad. I think from yeah, the current generation, absolutely. Our generation, yeah, she definitely, definitely yeah. underappreciated. Definitely got her appreciation back back then, though. Oh, one hundred. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's either her or Cher has a song that's hit the top ten in the last five decades. Huh. It might be Cher. Cher's yeah. Twitter is crazy. If you've never seen Cher's Twitter, go over to Twitter and go to Cher's. It's she just tweets like whatever thought pops into her head. Please tell me her ad is like oversharing or something. I think it's just share, but damn, she pops off on Twitter. Overshare. (laughs) She does overshare. Absolutely. Um, With that being said, Evan, we're all out of stuff to ask you. That's so good. I'm all out of stuff to say. 
That's good. Wait, let's hit him. Um, let's hit him with the the classic end of the job interview. Evan, do you have any questions before we let you go that you'd like to ask us? Uh, <laughs> the pain. <laughs> you got to panic through. Like, My hands just started sweating here. Oh gosh, is that a real question? Is this a joke or was that rhetorical? Oh, no, 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 no you joke. do not have to ask us questions. Um, but before we get out of here, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Um, and. Take, take some time. The floor is yours. Um, let the people know where they can find you on social media. Give any shout outs you'd like to give anything of that nature. Take it away. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah. My Instagram is just Evan Bell 40, just my full name. Um, in terms of shout outs, uh, I guess I would, you know, I really love the team that I work with at Reebok. So that's um, Ryan Forsyth is my product marketer and um, Winnie Lynn is our developer. Uh, we recently had another one of our product marketers, Aaron Tor, leave. Um, and then also uh, our, our, uh, our old leader who brought us all together also left and they're both now working uh, on a team at Adidas, um, but her name is Anastasia. Um, and, uh, yeah, those are, uh, the work people I'll shout out in terms of, uh, non-work people, uh, my mom, shout out to my mom, shout out to the moms, always to the moms, my mom. Yeah. Um, and my sister, shout out to my mom and my sister. That's it. That's all I got. That's Um, all you got. Yeah. Oh, website. Same as Instagram. Just added.com. Just my name. Sounds good. And your IG will be in the title of this episode. Mm So if anyone wants to follow Evan, look at your phone right now. And then I highly recommend it. Absolutely. He's a good follow. Cool kids are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Try to keep it. Okay. Yeah. It's bearable. It's a bearable. It's bearable. Bearable. I would definitely consider it bearable plus like bearable plus. (laughs) It's a B plus. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, but Evan, thank you so much for, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, this is a blast of an episode and all the best to you on your, your endeavors, both current and future. Yeah, man. Thank you for, uh, thanks for having me. This was, uh, this was, this was easy. You know, I, uh, I get nervous for this kind of stuff. So, uh, thank you guys for making it easy. And, you know, I had a, I had a lot of fun talking with y'all and I'm sure we'll, uh, catch up soon and pass on some music recommendations and whatever. Glad to hear it. Yeah, I'll definitely be, we'll definitely be annoying you once uh, Elden Ring comes up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's going to be sick. I'm hyped. Before we get going, uh, we have a few kind of closeouts that we need to take care of. That we do. Um, John, first of all, we are on Patreon. Um, That's true. If anybody listening would like to get more pair of kings, um, you can. We're find really us good on at Patreon. advertising it too because we wait till the very end after everyone mm-hmm. else has stopped listening. Well, I think this would be like the highest chance of somebody. Mm-hmm. You the, know, like if they've made it, the brand this enthusiasts. Far, exactly. Yeah. Um. So if you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, it is patreon.com forward slash pair of kings podcast. Got to type out C A S T. Um, but you can find us on Instagram at pair of Kings pod on Twitter at pair of Kings pod and on TikTok at pair of Kings pod. You can email us if you need to email us at pair of Kings pod at gmail.com. Um, Shout out to all the emailers. Yeah. Big shouts to all the emailers, but John, do you have anything else? Any, uh, any other required? Nothing required, but I hope everybody has a great day. 
Absolutely. With that, I am Saul Thompson. You can. Saul, we didn't thank our lobster deniers. Oh, we got to thank our highest tier on the Patreon. I can just rifle through it. I have take it away. Thank you so much to Isaac, Chase, Barlos, Two K, Jaboop, Dom Choi, Itai Gang, Kalen McCormick, Gabriel Emberton, Mitch Morton, Charles Heller, T Mill, Marquise, William Rushman, Joaquin Montier, Yako Rotari, and Yannick for your support. Thank you to all of our lobster deniers. Again, if you would like to join the Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash pair of kings podcast. As always, everybody, I am Saul Thompson. You can find me on Instagram at Saul Thompson. And I'm joined this week by not only my wonderful co-host. I'm John Hogaboom. You can find me on Instagram at John Hogaboom. But our incredible guest, it's Evan Bell 40. You can find him on Instagram. Look down at your screen right now. Go shoot him a follow. Check out his website. Look at the work that he's doing with Reebok. It's incredible. Um, But John and I together are the Pair of Kings podcast where twice a week, every week for the foreseeable future for patrons, especially we're bringing you business as usual. Tomfoolery as planned. Have a great Thursday, everybody. Take care. And as always, wear what you like and like what you wear. Thanks, everybody.